Okay, everyone, welcome to ARCS Chat. My name is Robin Bauer-Kilgo. I am one of your ARCS Chat team. Just a couple of quick technical reminders for everyone. Um, we are on a slight delay of posting out from where we what we used out to YouTube. So just keep in mind that if you as you use the chat, um, we'll keep up with it. There's a slight delay happening. And we will be keeping an eye on that chat the entire time. So if you have a comment for any of our discussions or anything else, feel free to put it in there and we will keep an eye on it for you. Without further ado, I'm going to toss the mic over to John Robinette. Hey y'all, it's John. Uh, I'm here, of course, with Amanda as well. And uh, welcome to yet another episode. We um, glad you are back with us just because uh, it was such a long time between episodes. Um, that was mostly because we were trying to explore other types of episodes and they just didn't quite come to fruition, you know, with certain guests, etc. But uh, today we decided to end the uh, season with uh, a somewhat, somewhat of a recap of, uh, of last year, of this whole uh, first season of ARCs doing the YouTube Live podcast. And so, oh, we got another... Another person here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have another. Uh, we're going to recap the the season and uh, and also introduce our our new guests. Um, so looking back on what we uh, what we accomplished this year, we uh, had a wide vari- variety of uh, of arcs chats based um, beginning with the conference, and then you know Joan Baldwin was sort of the uh, the um, centerpiece of the converse conference and um, we were very happy to have had a, a special episode with her and also to be able to provide her entire um, presentation for the conference in the podcast form uh, in addition to that you know we were excited to have art museum transparency and michelle miller fisher on to uh, discuss the the role that uh, and the that labor has been playing in um in the activism towards museum community uh, and, and, and the collections community. Uh, in addition, we did a couple of special episodes, a small series on loans, and uh, that was really exciting to, to be able to discuss uh, the role of insurance as well as maybe our, uh, you know, possibly misguided uh, climate conditions that, uh, that we all ask for. Um, and then, of course, you know, once uh, the lockdowns hit and COVID-19 became the centerpiece of everyone's life. We did a long series of, of things responding to that. So uh, everything from shipping to, you know, more insurance. And then, um, you know, here we are. So lots and lots of stuff to discuss. And in order to fully discuss uh, where we're going in the future, let's discuss the past. And so Amanda's going to talk through our uh, important guests Tony Kaiser, the new president for ARCS, uh, and Samantha Forsco, who's the new vice president. Welcome, Tony and Samantha. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. No problem. Well, it'd be really good to go ahead. We've had a busy year with ARCS, and to recap some of the highlights, things that you guys are especially proud of having accomplished, and then from there, we'll segue into some of the new initiatives we're looking to do as the year progresses. Yeah, great. Well, it was a conference year for ARCS, so I think that's always one of our major accomplishments, you know, our every our biennial conference. So for those uh, almost 1,000 of us who were able to convene in Philadelphia in November, we were so happy to have you and so happy to be able to um, pull off yet again another really successful conference. And it's been great that we've been able to make those videos available and get some more traction out of them uh, while we were kind of all locked in for COVID. So that was definitely one I think that we want to 
to um, thank everyone who presented, who sponsored us, who um, continued to sort of give us ideas and feedback on how we can continue to improve. Well, some of the other things that we had worked on that I thought were particularly successful this year was some of our webinars and workshops. And a big highlight, I think, was the Courier Workshop, which we did a little bit of an intro for on Arcs Chat, but then was hosted, I believe, in Texas, correct? Yeah, actually, we squeaked it in right before COVID kind of <laughs> shut everybody down. I think some people were worried about getting home, started to get crazy right about then. But we had a lot of great feedback from our career workshop, and it's something that uh, we hope to continue to figure out ways to bring that kind of content to our members. Um, you know, of course, now we're thinking a lot this next year about how to offer a lot more digital and web-based programs instead of in-person workshops, although we're not ruling those out. If, uh, you know, uh, it's allowed, we'll, we'll be happy to sort of get back together with everybody and have some workshops, too. I think the Courier Workshop is just particularly helpful, given the fact that the whole world of couriers might have might have changed since um, in, in this post-COVID life. So that one, I feel like, might be worth a revisit, too, also in FY21. So we'll, we'll see what but the future holds there as as the situation continues to unfold. Our couriers, the courier workshop will might have to be a repeat with a new virtual twist. <laughs> exactly. Surely. And then another big aspect this year, of course, was um, rolling out the strategic plan that had been established. And I think, Smithy, you had mentioned earlier, that was something we introduced at the conference, correct? Yes. Um, I believe we had our former president, Danielle, um, Bennett um, presented it formally to the membership at the conference this this year or last FY20 um, in November in Philadelphia. Um, and we've been moving right along. We've started, it's where I think officially about half a year into our strategic plan as, as we developed it and launched it to everybody. Um, and it's been going well. We're definitely seeing parts that we need to go back and, and look at again, just, uh, just as we should, right? A strategic plan is a living, breathing document. So we're using it and are excited to continue to use it as a kind of roadmap going going forward. Yeah, I think the biggest thing about that roadmap for us was actually um, calling on our membership to be more involved in ARCs. And one of the things that we were able to do was to place close to 40 members on various committees. Um, so you've seen a lot of this online, I think, and you've seen a lot of the committee work coming out. Um, what that really did in some ways was allow for ARCs to be so much more efficient and so much more effective because we can get so much done when the individual committees are able to put in a lot of the work. And, and previously, you know, we put a lot of that burden on our board members and it was just overwhelming for a lot of us who still had families and full-time jobs and then sort of full-time ARCs obligations too. So um, we really took a step back and said, you know, we have more people who want to be involved. Like how can we restructure and how can we do this? So standing up the education committee, the career guidelines committee, the emergency task forces, all of those kind of things have really lent us the ability to be more active and to get more information out there. And so we've been really grateful for all of those members who continue to reach out to us um, about ways that they want to get involved because we really couldn't do it without them. Of course, one of the, the big things about um, the strategic plan is the uh, how it guides all of our new initiatives and uh, and and 
and all of the work that we have uh, set aside for for these new members and these new committees and uh, task forces. And uh, I think that's something that we want to get into uh, next and, and to talk about what some of these new initiatives are going to be. Um, so do you want to give us uh, some insight into to some of those things? Yeah, so I think, you know, some of the new things that we're looking for, you know, started with the idea of the conference and we're still barreling forward with our 2021 conference plans and we're keeping a really open mind about what some version of a physical and digital conference uh, will look like, a virtual one as well as a physical one. Um, I think in some ways we'll get the benefit of seeing how other people do it for a year or so to get some good ideas, <laughs> see where maybe it fails in some ways, and <laughs> we'll be able to uh, uh, use that as a stepping stone to make sure that ours is successful. Um, so we also um, are thinking about workshops and webinars. So um, we have, Samantha can tell you about one that's coming up in September. Um, well, we, we've uh, launched, we launched an emergency committee uh, task force. We're, we're figuring out the name for a task force or committee still, but that was one of the sort of new groups that we were able to launch last year. And it's really kind of come up and, and is, is running um, because I think we've been, we've all been living through a lot of emergencies right now. Um, so it's definitely been something that is front of, front of mind. We recently, I think a lot of you might have seen um, our uh, continuity of operation coop planning uh, conversation that we held here on YouTube a few months ago, um, which was a really great um launch first event for the emergency committee and we will ha we're having lots more coming up with that one so definitely keep your eyes peeled we're, we're sort of looking at all the different ways that our ideas about emergencies have changed even in just these few months and how we can tackle those in a way that is useful for our members and our museums um, we also, this September, we do have a webinar coming up, not related to emergencies, but on uh, materials uh, to use with uh, your collections. So that will be another really fun uh, event that I'm looking forward to, kind of taking my mind off emergencies and thinking about materials. Um, but much more content is in development. So definitely uh, keep be on the lookout for announcements. We've been trying to, with the new... Uh, structures that we've been talking about using more members um, as 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 people to be involved as opposed to just board members it's been helping us a lot to get a lot more sort of lead time on uh, being able to promote and discuss uh, these events prior to their launching so we're all really looking forward to that and hopefully that will help you all plan uh, a little bit better when we do have some of these upcoming events and if anyone's out there, uh, you know, listening and they have uh, some ideas or on things that they, they constantly come up against that you think um, ARCs should uh, be aware of, that maybe we should um, plan and plan um, events or programming around, please let us know either email info at arcsinfo.org or put it in the comments in the live chat. That would be great. Uh, we're open to uh, any suggestions uh, along those lines. Uh, I also want to mention that, uh, you know, we recognize that most people that listen to this are coming from the United States and we have a wide variety of um, conditions that we're all living through at the moment. Uh, I'm up in New York, and so things have kind of calmed down, but most of my colleagues down here are in 
Florida where it's not so nice. So we hope everybody's doing okay. And uh, if you have any specific, uh, specific insight to add, please uh, go ahead and put that in the chat as well as any questions you might have. I'm going to quickly add to that people are noting where they're located right now, which I'm finding really fascinating in the chat. So if you are working at home, do it. Um, say you're at home and we're probably going to be starting a new hashtag soon called back at collections. So if you're posting on social medias, you can post using hashtag back at collections and then we can kind of see where people are. Cause I have a feeling it's going to be a little of waning and waxing as people go in and out of their collections for the next couple uh, months. And I will say, please don't post pictures of secret stuff in your collections or things that are security <laughs> sensitive, but you can give us an idea of kind of where you're at if you'd like to, if you feel comfortable with it. Yeah, that was a really fun project, Robin, that you guys had ARCs at home, um, registrars at home, the hashtag, which you should still go back and check out if you want to see what other people were up to in the in the closures. Yep. It was fun. It's on Instagram. We're at, at ARCs for All, Twitter at ARCs for All, all those fun places. So, yeah, it's uh, great to see what registrars' house, like other registrars' houses look like, collections. How organized they are. <laughs> yeah. Well, if this camera faced the other way, you would not see a lot of organization. <laughs> There's a reason I have a virtual background. Yeah. Um, so, um, so let's let's get back into the initiatives. And um, so, what are um, I know that there's another big announcement uh, that's going to come out of today's chat, right? Um, do you want to go ahead and move forward with that? Yeah, sure. I think um, I'll, I'll start and then I'll, I'll throw it over to Samantha for some more information too. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that uh, internally we've been talking about, and it kind of came out of um, several different committees with um, within the structure that we have now, that ARCs needed to be more proactive in thinking about um, this initialism that we've kind of adopted, IDEA, inclusiveness, equity, diversity, and accessibility. And so, um, although initially, you know, when we were working on our strategic plan, um, those values were things that we had in there from the very beginning, and we talked about the idea of this idea task force or committee itself. And and working with our strategic planner really decided that rather than have it be its own sort of separate goal or separate committee, that we would try to put those values and the work into all of the committees, into all of the goals. And that's really been the model that we've been operating on, you know, over these last six or seven months as we've had this new strategic plan. But I think what the last couple of months have taught us is that we really need to be doing more and we really need to be more actionable in it. And so um, we're going to put out a call. You'll see it on the Tuesday ARCS update for members to help us with um, an, an IDEA, an IDEA task force. So Samantha can tell you a little bit more about that in the process. Yeah. So I actually, I was going to say it's open to non-members as well, because that is something else that we have sort of recognized that um, we might need to, for, for, really being critical and self-evaluating our, our our organization, we might need to be looking outside of, of our current membership to kind of find the right people to do that. So the idea behind the IDEA task force is that it's really um, a first step and um, will help to sort of guide us along what we need to do next. We know that we need to sort of look at ourselves first. We need to put ARCS itself under a micro, micro, um, microscope to really see the areas that we are um, 
failing in, in a lot of this and maybe some areas that we are succeeding. Um, but it's hard for us to, you know, move forward and help our members without really taking that hard look at ourselves. So we are imagining that the first round of the idea task force, and, and there might be several rounds. We honestly, this is a pretty open-ended process and, and we are hoping to use this chat for, um, more sort of thoughts um, that the members might have on this as well. So please do feel free to share your thoughts and ideas in your um, in the comments here because there's no such thing as a as a bad idea. And this one we want to we want to get all of those ideas out there and really sort of be listening to to people. But the initial thought was that this group would sort of be a, a self-reflection on ARCs to see the areas that we need to grow internally so that we can start providing more for our members. We recognize that this has been something we've been struggling with for many years, and it's now is the time for us to really turn, turn the camera around, look at ourselves, and see where we can improve. So that is the, the first start to this. Um, and I would love to hear anybody's continued thoughts on this as well. Yeah, I think the other, you know, the hope too in in doing this and in taking a hard look at ourselves is to be able to give us some tools to better help our members. I think that, you know, one of the things that the strategic plan really brought out for a lot of us is that we often think of ourselves in terms of a museum, but ARCS is a member organization. And so we have to remember that, yes, we're all closely associated with art and artifacts and museums and history and all of this, but that but what we really want to be is a resource and a place for registrars and collection specialists to get the tools and the education and the support that they need. And so what we really hope is that this task force can help us to do that internal reflection, but then also help bring to the four ways and steps that we can do to help create the diversity within our organization and for our members as well. So we, um, we hope that, yeah, this process is something that continues and that people will reach out to us with ideas, with their thoughts. Um, I would encourage people to use the ARCS forum, too. It would be a great place for members to sort of connect. And like I said, we are opening this up to non-members, this committee um, task force. So, um, but, you know, the, the forum also exists as a great place for all of us to connect about it. So this is this is an interesting um, development because um, you know ArcsChat was one of the reasons that we couldn't do it an earlier ArcsChat is because we were trying to plan a response and a discussion about this very topic uh, during the heart of the Black Lives Matters uh, protests and everything and it was an interesting and, and very positive coincidence that uh, all these other uh, committees and task forces were on the same page. So that's how we ended up with this discussion here. Um, and I think what's critical is that we are, this is, this is an international situation um, and what we've seen and the, what the high, what the protests have highlighted. And also this is all wrapped up in the labor talks that we were having earlier this year. This is, this is all wrapped up in, you know, Joan Baldwin's keynote at the conference, all of this, this whole year has sort of been devoted um, sort of, uh, I, I would not say uh, coincidentally because it, it was you know, somewhat premeditated uh, that we are talking about these uh, topics and it was a consistent theme. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, now, now we're, now we're seeing sort of this um, I mean, we'll, we'll look at it as a planning process, right. And it's all kind of coming to a point now where 
we're getting actionable items. So, you know, we would love to hear um, what you're thinking about in terms of uh, what ARCs should be doing. Uh, what are your uh, thoughts? And, you know, I'm asking you, the listeners, the members, to provide your insight. Again, do it in the chat or send an email to info at arcsinfo.org. So one of the questions I have uh, for you, Tony and Samantha, is do we really need another task force for this? We already have a, um, a member advocacy uh, task force, which is a new task force as well. Um, and so why, why not just have them take that initiative? Well, in some ways, they do actually have that initiative for current ARCS members, and it is part of their charge and part of what we hope that they'll work on in the continuing year. But this task force, like I mentioned, is really more about putting ARCS under the light and getting an idea of us as a board, as a, as a strategic plan is structured, as our committees are structured, if we're doing all that we can and if we're doing it in ways that are effective and um, are actually gaining some ground in a way. And I think that what I also hope is that the member advocacy task force will be very much involved with this one as well. There will be a lot of connections, a lot of probably questions back and forth. Um, but that, again, it's a place where tools and resources and some of those actionable steps that we can then put forward to member advocacy to be able to have some, have some tooth, to be able to get some initiatives going. I think that we just initially felt like it might be, a, it might be too much to ask them. It's a big problem to solve. And I don't think that any of us think that one task force or one committee or one round of this is going to do that. We know that this is a really, this is a big picture thing that's going to take time. Um, but we also want to um, be accountable to it too. And so I think that this is a way for us to just initially get started on some true accountability. I think to add on that a little bit, and Tony already sort of hit on this, is that the the member advocacy task force where this seems like it would naturally live is, you know, member focused. It's more forward on, on that. And we are not, we are not, we are at a point where we need to be looking at ourselves too, before, before we can kind of really move on with that next stage. So it might be possible that the next, I, I said, this is probably the first round, right. Of this task force. So it might be possible that, the next round is totally living within med membership advocacy. I think we're just so far at the at the beginning of this that we we do need to call it out separately. And it does. I I understand the point of it. Seems like we have so many committees. And trust me, I know I'm on the nominations committee and trying to figure out which every single one of these are. Um, I know that it can get very confusing, but this just seemed too important to roll into another another group and also a little bit different than a lot of the other groups um, as well, because it is so internal focused. Samantha, I, I do have a, a question about the, the nominations thing, but I, I do want to point out that a good point was brought up in the, the chat while you're talking about uh, a lot of people's institutions will be having the same conversation. Um, and I think what people are learning there, it would be great to see if that maybe some of those same lessons can be applied towards ARCs. So if you are going through it with your institution and you find some valuable information that uh, maybe we could learn from, please send it our way. Um, so regarding the nominations, um, well, I mean, the, that's actually part of my second question, but my first question is like, does ARCs actually know um, the, the demographic of its, of its membership? 
I mean, I mean, and what I'm getting at is, is, is sort of what you're talking about with nominations and, and everything. It's like, you know, ultimately our, we would like our board to reflect, um, the, the population of our, our membership. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, how do we make the, the membership more diverse and, and ultimately how do we make the board more diverse so that we can, I guess there, there it's a chicken and the egg thing, but, um, anyway, so I'd love your, your thought on that. Well, from the board point of view, we've always, you know, tried to have, um, diversity within, race and gender and all of that. And we've also tried to have diversity in the sense of like history museum versus art museum versus, you know, there's so many levels of it too. And, um, you know, I think that one of the things is that as a profession, registrars and collections specialists aren't all that diverse. And so it makes it hard for members to, to serve, you know, so it, we, we've, we, have, you know, this, this sort of catch 22 where it's hard to have a diverse board when you're pulling from a population that in and of itself is not really known for its diversity. So we recognize that. Um, and I think that like a lot of the, F one of the best ideas that we've had, Aaron McKean on our board is to write a children's book about museum registrars to get kids of all ages and of all backgrounds interested in museum work. Like in some ways it has to start at a really like a whole different level than just, um, you know, recruitment. Although I think that recruitment is a tool that we could use to gain that. And I think that that's where arts, that internal lens is going to come around and, and help us to maybe focus on what some of those efforts are. And I, I, let me add to that because as someone who, you know, did serve on the board, uh, you know, some of the, the board diversity also has to deal with, uh, not just, you know, uh, ethnic background, you know, where you're from, whatever your, your, um, but it's also your profession. So it's not just, you know, people from art institutions on the board. It's, you got history museums, you got science museums, you have a wide variety of, uh, of representation there. So diversity cuts across every demographic. So I, I will say that, you know, that's another thing that we have to balance. And from the nominations point of view, that is definitely a criteria and something we discuss with every candidate is, um, you know, is, is this a unique perspective? Is, is this, do we already have, um, you know, this, this perspective being represented? So that is a conversation we're constantly having. And I, I honestly think it's a conversation that's happening across all of our committees um, because as Tony mentioned kind of in the beginning, that, that was our goal in the strategic plan was to make this something embedded and to have that conversation about what diversity is in inside of every committee and inside of every discussion that, that they're having. So we it's not that we haven't been having these conversations already. It's just that we're really trying to shine a spotlight on them right now. Yep. Uh, I think, you know, John, one of the things that you kind of said earlier that sort of brought a thought to mind about how there's been a theme, whether it was necessarily intentional or not, with the labor discussion, with Joan Baldwin's talk, and now this one, which is some, some ways, which is how systemic this problem really is. And so, you know, we really have to think about how um, arcs can be part of the change of the system. And that's those systems are not easy to change, but I want us as an organization and as members of this organization to really challenge ourselves to make it better. Yep. 
Um, we're about halfway through our uh, chat today, and I wanted to check in with Robin and see if we have any uh, questions or important comments from the uh, chat that we need to ask our panel here. Sure. Um, there's some really interesting discussions happening where people are talking about um, trying to get the, the what you guys are saying, like internships, paid apprenticeships, trying to figure out if we have funding to kind of change our community, how it looks like. Um, I think, you know, I've worked with ARCs for seven years and I have seen a slight demographic, I guess, change amongst the board where, you know, all good things like where it started out very art central. And now we're seeing a lot of people coming from science museums and all that, which is great. Um, also, you know, eventually calling out to like maybe even children's museums or other, you know, non-collecting or collecting institutions, but people who really look at collections in a different way. So I think that's all really positive. And that's what people are, are really talking about amongst the chat itself. So it's all really good. No questions so far, but lots of really good discussions. I'm, yeah. I'm following along a little as well, and I'm seeing the conversation about the paid internships and um, the kind of conversation, Robin, you just brought up about uh, redirecting maybe some of our funding. And this is actually kind of a, a great time for this because we are at such a sort of pivotal time within the organization. Um, we are, you know, going through this uh, kind of growth. We are going through the strategic plan. Um, we have some other kind of projects going uh, along how we're kind of evaluating a lot of the things that we're doing. And so this will be a great time to kind of work in some of that. And I, I definitely do want to, to explore that paid internships um, and, and our funding in a lot more detail. But you can obviously see how that will affect how we are going to do our fundraising, how we're going to be set up financially as, as a whole. So this is why it is so important for us to start with this internal reflection on how what we are prioritizing and so that we will be able to sort of make informed decisions about some of those um, programs that I, I really like them and would love to figure out a way to do them. But we do need to, to sit down and look at how that's all going to work. You know, one of the things that's come up multiple times in different strategic planning meetings and different sort of idea batting around about, you know, internships and paid internships is this idea that maybe ARCs would have some sort of a scholarship fund or some sort of stipend fund to be able to offer that. So it's not so much that, you know, insert museum name would have to come up with the funding. It's that as an ARCs member, you could apply and we would have a dedicated fund to that. And one of the things, too, is... Uh, you know, our finance committee is going to have to start thinking about is if there is a way to have some kind of endowment, if there's some kind of sponsorship that would come through that could be seed money to be able to do something like that. That's always, that's been mentioned many times and it's always just been like a, but you got to have, you got to have some money to get started with. And so maybe some dedicated fundraising to those efforts. Um, but those are some of the things that we, you know, we want to see. We don't, we don't necessarily want to just throw money around when we don't have a ton of it to, for an effort. We want to make sure that it's something that, could really affect some change. And I do think that the intern one is one that we've all talked about enough to know that that barrier um, of basically having to work for free has a certain amount of privilege associated with it that often keeps um, people of color at a disadvantage. And so if that's something that we can do, I think that, you know, we will make every effort to sort of figure out some scholarship, some stipend, some application process for that. And someone pointed out just now in the chat that socioeconomic background is part of the terms of diversity. Some people of color who work in museums can't afford to become paid members or go to conferences. And that's very true. Yeah. You know, 
So I think one of the things too, we've actually talked about, you know, uh, for the 2021 conference is that a lot of us, uh, myself included, won't have any professional development funds. So um, we are thinking a lot about how different award travel awards and stipends and what that increase might be for 2021, because we recognize that a lot of museums as part of, you know, keeping staff had to cut things like professional development um, and some of that. So we're, we're really on it and we would love your ideas. We would love ways that you think about how ARCs could support you in that manner because we want to um, raise those funds and try to do as much as we can. This, I think, this, um, sorry, ahead, John. Amanda. No, 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 go I, ahead, Amanda. Yeah, uh, I think all of these wonderful ideas that we're, we're talking about and getting feedback on really boil down to the idea of access, right? We want to be able to give people equal access. And sometimes it's not necessarily a monetary ba- barrier that stops people from having access to something, but more of just an opportunity. So ways in which we could possibly explore those ideas and what, what access means, not just that in a financial way, but in access to resources, information, maybe there's opportunities for us to support our membership and the field of collections specialists in general in a way uh, that doesn't necessarily have to have uh, funding tied to it. Uh, so thinking about it big picture too, and not just, I know we're talking about reflecting on ourselves and that is so important, but also thinking in other ways that we could be reaching out and providing more access to collection specialists, not just ARC members, but globally thinking about this in a big way about the field in general, because we're talking about different themes, but you know, it's the field itself that it's going to need to change too. And we could, we could play a role in doing that. And I think that's a really exciting thing and a really wonderful part of this task force. That's going to hopefully over time have an impact. Well, you know, we've, we've, we've addressed the topic um, in ARCS chats prior to this. I don't remember if it was via Twitter or, um, or if it was on a, on a live session, but uh, one of the big, big ones that also came up, and this is perfectly in line with what you're saying, Amanda, which is uh, in terms of access is maybe uh, not requiring a master's degree for an entry level job. Um, So if we, if you're a department head, maybe, you know, try and hire someone that doesn't come from the NYU, you know, masters in in museum studies program. Maybe, you know, um, this is also, you know, highlights the necessity for, um, and the usefulness of the ARCS mentorship program. So uh, it's, I mean, the mentorship program is there for you to learn, not for you to get a job per se, but, um, you know, it, it, it is a great way to meet and connect with, with people because, you know, ultimately the networking aspect and who you know is, uh, is how you get, get a position. Um, and, uh, and, you know, paid internships is one. Also, you know, I'll point out that ARCs no longer post jobs and internships without a salary range. This is also another key mm-hmm. uh, element to, um, to this program and is also highlighted as a, uh, as a key to helping to diversify uh, various fields, uh, ours included, so, um, and, and, you know, if you're, all, you're a department head and you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't have a budget to pay for internships and, you know, I have to, you know, do what my admin says in terms of, um, you know, hiring, et cetera, I would refer you to the, um, the ARCS chat from January with Art Museum Transparency, Michelle Miller-Fisher, who has a really great perspective on um, how to deal with uh, 
upper administration. And I mean, she's basically like, you know, this <laughs> pretty hard nosed about it, but uh, in the most, you know, gentle way possible. But uh, yeah, anyway, I, I definitely do recommend you go, go back to that because ultimately this is where we are. And look, you know, I, and this is something I thought of today is like, we have almost like, you know, a thousand plus people willing to leverage their, you know, white privilege in order to make this happen. There's a willing audience there that's, that wants to make this change. And, um, you know, let's capitalize on that as a, as a group. So, um, Robin, anything else brewing in the, uh, in the comments there? Um, we did have someone ask, will ARC start asking for new or renewing members to self-identify in terms of the, the ethnicity, race, and gender so we can better understand and track changes to the makeup of the membership? Um, and I can actually answer that real quickly. Yes, <laughs> we, need to, we need to start doing that. Um, not to get too techie real quick, but our database does have the capability to do that. It's just we haven't really turned on those switches. So that's something we've discussed that we need to start doing. It will be self-identification. We're not going to force you to do it if you don't want to do it. But we think that that needs to be something that we need to start tracking more seriously in order to get an idea of what we have. And we have all these fabulous people on our membership engagement group now who like numbers and pivot tables and spreadsheets and other crazy graphing things that I never have time to do. So um, shout out to them and the fact that we're going to be examining that in the next time period. Um, there's a couple shout outs to you, John, for what you just said. So <laughs> props to you on everything. And also a discussion just about um, transparency and pay, which I think is also important to our community and how the requirement for master's degrees is kind of crazy sometimes when you're looking at some of these jobs. So um, I love the idea of us trying to think of these more as apprenticeships as compared to um, traditional internships, I think is a really good way of looking at it. So that's really nice as well. I will also point out that the first two presidents of ARCs uh, were Mexican-American. So uh, ARCs and the ARCs board is not a hundred percent, you know, white monolith that we, uh, we could potentially think of it as, but uh, <laughs> So, um, other, other thoughts about, uh, the idea task force and, uh, and other, uh, initiatives that we might want to employ. I know it's going to be a self-reflecting thing at first. Um, but, uh, would they be trying to do any programming you think, or influence um, programming? You know, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I want to, I would back up for just a second. Cause Robin yeah. gave a great shout out to our uh, membership engagement folks. And I too want to uh, thank them for all their hard work and also to let members know that they're probably going to see more of them and more from that committee. We kind of, well, I didn't touch on it when we were talking about initiatives for the year, but we're um, starting to think a lot about like, you know, ways to serve our current membership and like what they need from us and what they want from us. And so expect some surveys, um, expect some questions, expect some targeted forum polls and things like that so that we can begin to gather some of that information that we need um, because we want information from you, uh, about you, but also from you um, so that we can better serve you. And I, I do think, though, to sort of tag on to what you're saying about programming, I think that, yes, I think that one of the ways that this task force and um, more likely the membership advocacy task force, or sorry, committee, will be able to um, get the information that they need or get the reach that they want. Some programming will come along or come from it. I, I don't want to, I don't know yet what that is, but um, I think that, 
you know, these chats, webinars, um, things that we're able to publish on our website, anything like that where we can get information um, or give information is really key to the whole the whole the whole process. So I think I think we can see some programming in some capacity. I think we're almost a little bit too early to say for sure what the idea task force is the ultimate outcomes. And as we've been moving more into this sort of committee structure and really hearing back from the members, it's something I've really enjoyed um, being a part of is, is seeing the enthusiasm of the members and having the members lead us in, in a lot of ways. And that is my hope also for the idea task force as well, is that they will have have the uh, ambition and the enthusiasm and lead us in, in a way where we can follow. Uh, Robin, anything else uh, from the chats that we should acknowledge? Yeah, there are some people talking a bit about the issues that um, a lot of people are unfortunately experiencing with being furloughed and mm -hmm. um, early retirement and things. And just some asking if, um, I guess ARCS is discussing that, if there's ways that we could help um, kind of a focus on that. Cause I have a feeling, unfortunately, that's going to be happening a lot, you know, as the next uh, we experience this world we're living in right now. So there's some discussion on that as so well. So we should, we should do a, um, a webinar on how to become an independent registrar. Exactly. I think we uh, should. I think we should exactly. get them on, on contract. Uh, yeah. We should, uh, you know, I thought about that too, though. I, you know, I was somebody who um, for a couple of weeks had that looming date of when layoffs were going to be announced and you're just kind of like on pins and needles of like, am I, am I on it? Am I on it? And luckily I wasn't, I was very grateful not to be. Um, but yeah, I was on, I was Googling how to apply for unemployment. <laughs> like these things, you know, things I, that you, you don't know until you have to know them. And if those are, um, resources that we could help provide, I'd love to see us do that. I, you know, I don't know, um, what that might be. I'd love to hear from people for what kind of tools, um, that have been helpful for them. And we could maybe put together again, you know, we did this self advocacy, um, during COVID statement from our membership engagement folks, which I think was also really phenomenal. Um, but if there are tools like that, that ARCS could help with, I, we would love to hear about it. Cause we, yeah, we want to be here to support you, I guess, in both the good and the bad, and this is the bad, and we want to um, take care of our community. Um, by the way, that I, I was making a joke. I am an independent registrar, and I've been on unemployment since April, so um, <laughs> I don't yeah. advocate for for that. Um, I, I will say, too, I'm, I'm also an independent. I mean, I work for ARCS, but I'm an independent registrar as well, contract registrar, and all of my work has been like virtual stuff for ARCS and other program for the past couple of months, so... Mm. Moving to an island in the middle of the Florida Keys weirdly prepared me for a pandemic, and I don't know why, but it did for the world we live in. Um, I, I had a point that I was going to make, and I just completely blanked on it based on what you were saying. So, yeah, supporting each other uh, through through the good and the bad, I mean, that is certainly um, <laughs> the critical thing. And uh, if anybody has any ways that the, they, they would suggest to, to help, I mean, I don't know. I, I follow – I don't know if anyone else is – uses Twitter and, you know, like collections, Twitter, if we can call it that as much as I do, but uh, there's actually been a fair amount of discussion about people leaving the field. Um, a, because the salaries suck and B, because there's no work and everybody's getting furloughed or fired. Um, and that's a pretty depressing place to be in. Um, you know, A, should we be, I mean, I don't blame anybody because 
I mean, what do you do, right? I mean, uh, if there's if there's five jobs available and five thousand people applying for them, um, that's a lot of disappointment to to spread out. So, um, you know, give us ideas on how we can we can help and um, and you know, let us know, please. We're here for that. Um, <clears throat> any other comments, uh, Robin? Questions? Um, let me take a look real quick. Um, there's also, you know, just us discussing about being furloughed and stuff like that. The idea of us trying to make sure that registrars and collections folks are inclu are included in the essential staff category as compared to um, other organizations or positions within the museum. I think that's a key thing um, that, you know, as we go back into our institutions, people realize the importance of what we do and how we are an integral role um, I think about that a lot when it comes to emergency planning, how, you know, you got to have your that seat at the table of, you know, we're here to work and we're here because this is an important part of our collection um, that we need to, our institution rather, that we need to take care of. Um, people are making comments that are making me blush in the comment section, so I'm trying to get past those right now. Uh, people talking about the conference app being a great tool to connect people and share information. Um, is the app being used regularly to reach membership or simply as a tool for the purpose of the conference? Right now, it's just for the event because with the app, that's just the way it was working. But that is uh, one of our virtual, our, our virtual connections group has discussed that, has discussed about how the app could maybe be used as more of an evergreen purpose. So I think that's good to see other people might be interested in that. And also um, people should use the forum online too to connect with other members um, and the member directory too. So you don't have to use the app. If you're a member, you mm -hmm. already have access to the directory and the forum. Guys, if you're using the forum, critical note, um, sign up on the right side of the page for the updates. This is how you find out when your post was answered or if new posts came about. So um, sign up for the daily digest or the weekly digest, whatever it is, uh, because otherwise you have to always check back into the forum in order to see what's new. So um, that is not something that we can change because it has to be, I guess, legally uh, a voluntary thing so that we're not spamming you. Um, so yes, but the, the forum is a great place to do that. And also there's great uh, aspects to it where you can post events that you're uh, involved with or hosting, uh, as well as documents that you want to share. If you want to share that, you know, beautiful deed of gift uh, that you just completed, you know, just put, put that on there, you know, redacted. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you can, we, we have a lot of capability uh, there. Um, another another thing that I was thinking about recently, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about with the IDEA task force, but also um, other uh, things that are going on. Like, what are some examples of institutions that we admire um, and that are, say, um, embodying the ideas of inclusivity uh, in a great way and have great programming uh, and also... Um, and also, you know, representing their, their membership in a, in a great way. Do you guys uh, know anyone out there? Please put it in the chat. Um, in, I, uh, in the back channel before this, Amanda brought up the High Museum and how they've been able to really um, increase the diversity amongst their membership. Can you talk a, a little bit about that, Amanda? I'm going to need to find the article so I don't spout lies. <laughs> about this organization. <laughs> so, um, so can I put you on the spot? <laughs> yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, it was a few years ago, maybe a 2000 and, oh, 
ah, High Museum of Art in Atlanta promotes diversity increases January 2018, a more diverse audience. So it was really an institution looking at how could they more better serve their community, not just a certain aspect of the community in their area, but everybody in Atlanta. And um, I believe the article says that they increased their non-white visitorship, oh, 45% in recent years. And a big part of their efforts to do that was to diversify their staff, to really look at themselves and um, who they've hired and, and who they were giving, you know, the access to the museum from the community. What do those people look like? What does our front like visitor services staff look like? Are, are we reflecting the people we're serving? Um, so they took a really, they took a lens to themselves and kind of worked it out there. And you could see um, those few simple steps, the impact it had on the, on the community that they served. I'm sure there's more details and we can link this article in the chat. I can send it to you, Robin, if you want to pop it in there. Um, it was an NPR article, but I found that really inspiring. Like here is an example of real change. We talk a lot, we talk a lot, but when are we going to actually do anything that has an impact? And I think that's where we all collectively are. We're ready to make an impact. Um, and so this is just one small example and I'm, I'm hoping there's more out there from other institutions or maybe something, some other parallels that we can look at to be a guiding force for us as we make this move ourselves. This is a, this is a, an excellent example, and you know, in a way, we could we could easily argue that ARCS does completely reflect its um, its constituency, right? Because you know, this is who we are, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, but I think the the central point is, you know, uh, there there that you're not going to diversify your your membership just by. I mean, one aspect of it is diversifying who works for you, but at the same time, there's got to be outreach at some point. And, um, and, you know, that's kind of where we are. It's like, how do we make that outreach? Is it through um, partnerships? Uh, it could be, it could be that way. Um, there's been a couple of good points made in the chat about um, how New Zealand is working with uh, the, the Maori community. Uh, that has uh, been a really positive uh, point of diversification and also the Co Cooper Hewitt's accessibility program, which uh, I think we'll have to do some research and maybe we can uh, link to maybe both of those things. If, uh, if those of you who posted those comments uh, have links uh, that we could uh, share with everybody else. That would be uh, fantastic that we could, we could do that. I would love to know more about what the Cooper Hewitt's accessibility program actually uh, entails. So um, other questions or comments out there? There's a lot of discussion about um, partnerships. So look, trying to identify groups that we might want to partner with, which my comment was, we love partnerships. So um, if anyone has groups that they know who we should get on our radar, please let us know. Um, we already work a little bit with AIC. Um, ATOM would probably be someone we'd probably look out to get help with. Um, anyone else, if anyone has any other acronym they'd like to pass along, please do so. Um, just because we are... You know, I'm a big believer of don't reinvent the wheel. If there's someone out there with a good program or has a, a group of people that we should work with, then we should do it. You know what I mean? So please let us know um, for sure. Hey, Tony and Samantha, do you guys know, um, do you all know if like AIC and other uh, professional associations are going through the same thing? Are they working on the same type of um Program? Yeah, I know that um, CS, uh, AAM is, uh, they recently also had a meeting um, about it kind of going down a similar road and sort of just had a, a, 
a conversation with just like, okay, like let's stay in touch with each other. Sebastian reached out to me and I was like, let's stay in touch. Cause agreed. Like we have very similar audiences and members. And so um, we might be a better force together than apart and just sort of keep each other informed. So that's definitely one, but I think, you know, um, Techert International, who's our uh, gem, who's our uh, strategic planning guru guy who helps us a lot with these things. He's basically told us, you know, like almost every organization that he's working with in some capacity is doing something exactly like this. So, um, or along these lines, it's, you know, I think that we've um, hit a tipping point and I, and I, in a good way and that um, everyone or almost everyone is really taking a deep look, um, internally and at systemic change. And so, um, but yeah, it would be great also to pool resources in some of these ways too, and to learn from each other, uh, learn from each other's mistakes, um, and, you know, be able to have the broadest sort of audience possible for it too. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of, um, organizations out there that I know have kind of like standing diversity, equity, inclusion groups, um, you know, I think in the past that a lot of those groups have been a little bit more for for show for a lot of organizations. And that was part of our, our reason why we originally, when we were strategic planning way back last year, we um, were thinking instead of having one that might just be for show, as a lot of organizations do, that we would want to kind of permeate it through all of our other task forces. Um, I do think a lot of the other organizations that already had standing diversity, equity, inclusion groups are now going back through and, and um, you know, relaunching those and looking at what that actually means and making sure that those are not performative and that those are, are real. Um, so that's, uh, in some ways, ARCS was a little bit ahead of, of that game just because we had already started that in, in our strategic planning process. But I, I think this is definitely, we, we all are going to be different at the end of this, uh, museums included, associations included, all of these diversity access inclusion uh, task forces will be different as well. So um, I think we're all hopefully headed in a good direction, I hope, knock on wood. So, I mean, this, this sort of raises the, the question, um, and maybe, maybe this is something for the idea task force to address, but, um, uh, maybe I don't know how to say this in a, in the, in the right way. Um, should we be considering, should ARCs be considering hiring a consultant, an outside third party consultant to walk us through this process? It's not off the table. Um, I think that we would like to start with the task force. And if that's a recommendation that they think, you know, then, um, yeah, we, we would definitely be open to it. Um, we have the, I don't, you know, the bandwidth, I think within the board to be able to hire somebody like that, you know, to find a good quality person and, and hire them. Um, we just, you know, it, it, I didn't, I don't think we wanted to have just some sort of knee jerk, like, well, let's hire a consultant and that'll solve the problem. I think that rather the idea was with this task force and it really being an internal look that we should do that first um, because we can maybe solve some of these problems on our own if we find them. Um, and then if a consultant is something that we feel like we need to do to get over some hurdles, then I, I think the board would be willing to take that on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we got about five minutes left in, in the chat today. Uh, please, any last questions or comments, uh, please uh, hit us up. Robin, anything uh, you see out there that we should address? Um, still just some really good sources being thrown around right now. Um, yeah. People are talking about other programs that have really diversified and, and shown stuff that has worked. So that's good. good. Yeah, um, that's great. That's always incredibly helpful. Maybe we should start a thread on the forum about this where people can share because, uh, you know, as we were discussing that everybody's kind of going through this process and, you know, maybe people can link up, you know, and, you know, they can talk to someone that, uh, that worked at Cooper Hewitt, or I think Dallas was mentioned and, mm -hmm. and all of these things, maybe we can connect these people through the forum. Um, so um i wish uh, i wish i had uh, raj on here right now i want to know more about arts administrators of color um and uh, so we'll have to find a link to to them so um other last questions anybody out there i think too that so i was just going to say real quick that even raj says and it may not be perfect and it's okay i do think that like this 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 experience that we're all kind of going through is going to be messy a little bit and you know hard truths and all that but it's all things that like we were talking about this before like we've all acknowledged this for a long time i think internally like we look around the rooms that we're in and we're like yeah it's predominantly white you know what i mean it is and that's something we've all known it's just how what are the actual practical things we can do to change this i think is what we're, we're getting to right now which i think is super important so yeah and I just want to make one thing. So the um, call is going to go out. You'll see it out on Tuesday in the ARCS update. So be on the lookout. And just want to remind people that self-nominations are highly encouraged. You don't have to get somebody to nominate you. We welcome those, though. If you are somebody who knows somebody who would be great for this, please do nominate them. But then also, yeah, feel free to nominate yourself. We're happy to get nominations in any way. We want to make this a really strong task force and um, a really, you know, good we want the good work to come out of it. Yeah. You don't need to be a member. Just come. Yeah, and you don't need you to know be a someone. <laughs> Just yeah. send them our way. Yeah, send them our way. <laughs> Please do. And we're happy to ask if you have questions, other questions too, feel free to reach out to uh, the president's email or Robin at the info at email. And we'll be happy to take questions too. All right. So look out next Tuesday for the ARCS update and uh, all the information you'll need for uh, the nomination procedure procedure for the IDEA task force uh, will be in there or uh, just nominate yourself now by emailing info at arcsinfo.org. Um, with that, we'll, I want to say thank you to Tony and Samantha, and we're looking forward to your uh, new adventures here and uh, for ARCS, even though ARCS is not new for you, obviously, but uh, um, this, this power that you have now. <laughs> so um, we're looking forward to, to all the new initiatives that are, that are in the works. Right. Well, and a big shout out to the three of you for all your work with Arcs Chat. This has been, oh, I think thanks. it's been really great. I think people have really loved it. So good job for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. With, with that in mind, I do want to say also, if anyone has suggestions, we're already starting to work on the themes and topics for the next season that we're going to start in September. Uh, so if you have uh, things that you think that we should discuss in the chat, please hit us up and you can either do it, uh, you know, on social media, uh, hashtag arcs chat, or you can do the email info at arcsinfo.org uh, as with everything else, uh, or just, you know, text us, you know, just 
Just call me. My, my, my phone number's <laughs> online. So, and I should, uh, I, let me add real quick: Mark B. Schlemmer, the great granddaddy of Arkshot, is in the chat right now. So, thanks, yay! Mark, for starting us out way back in the day. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Granddad. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, we're 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 thinking a lot about uh, about uh, the next season. But we're happy that everybody stuck with us through all of this. Uh, also, one bit of feedback that we'd love to hear from everybody, and you can put it in the chat now, or you can put it later. Regarding the timing, uh, you know, we since March and and uh, all the lockdowns, we changed our chat time to midday in the United States, which was a which allowed us to accommodate. European listeners as well as uh, West Coast listeners. Um, and we want to know if, you know, uh, that is still good for you. If uh, assuming that people will eventually go back to work, um, you know, if that's still a possibility or if you prefer the evenings, um, which, you know, we, we, we just love your feedback uh, in, 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 in regards to that topic. So, um, but anyway, uh, with that, thanks again for listening through this whole season. And we're going to take a couple months off to sort of plan out the next season and, um, and, you know, say hi to our partners again, who <laughs> have had to sit through three plus chats a month for the last four months. So, um, uh, thanks again for everybody. And, uh, we hope that, uh, you can tune in soon. So don't forget to, uh, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, so that you hear of any important updates that we have. Uh, you know, who knows, something may happen and we have to do an impromptu uh, ARCS chat over the summer and you would get first notification uh, of that. And of course, you know, hit us up on social media at ARCS for All and uh, also hashtag ARCS chat. Um, subscribe to the podcast and you'll keep going. Keep going. <laughs> subscribe to the podcast on uh, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, um, what am I forgetting? Spotify. And, uh, um, got them all. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> and what else? <laughs> I think that's it. Everyone. Thanks for joining us and we will see you in September. Bye. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Go wash Go your hands. Hand. Hand.